This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Monte Smith right here and Waddle right to his left. Play action. Jones steps up right down the middle of the field. It's touchdown. Devontae Smith cannot be stopped. A truly special performance by the Heisman Trophy winner. Three touchdowns in the first half. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. You're right. The college football season's over. Why are we playing a college football highlight? The Heisman uh, was decided a while back. If you were listening to this show back when we were bet sweats, you made some money on that because we told you uh, three weeks before the award was handed out at five to one, there was a steal available. But there is a good reason. Some very, very excited that uh, we find out this morning EA Sports rebooting its college football series for next generation consoles ross did you play uh ncaa football i can't believe it's been this long ncaa 14 was the last time we saw it so i've got two things on this joe very important things number one we played this all the time i mean i played this in college my sophomore year especially way too much i mean i played it all four years but especially my sophomore year I played it a ton, and I am convinced that with the Tennessee Volunteers from 1998, I can destroy everyone. (laughs) T. Martin running the ball at quarterback, Al Wilson as my middle linebacker, I was awesome. So that's number one. Number two, starting my junior year, for some unknown reason, they had the Ivy League teams in it. They had, like, the Ivy League, and I think historically – the HBCUs, historically black college universities. I was, dude, the first thing, I was so mad. You can ask the Princeton coaches. My agility and my speed, I was starting at right guard, and I was like, what is this? And so they were laughing about it. I'm like, they had to get this from somebody. Like, where did they get? They don't know Ivy League football. So Eli. you guys had to tell them something for my <laughs> ranking to be so low. So imagine, like, it's like your dream game. You love it. You play it your first two years of college. Then your third year of college, you're actually in it, Joe. And they just dog you with your rating. It's been so long since I've played video games, at least uh, the sports ones. I During, was it winter break, I picked up NBA 2K for my son's system. I'm like, it was impossible. Like, I I can't do anything in this game. Well, let's bring in our friend Dan Bach here on BetQL Daily on the BetQL audio network dan available on twitter at dan underscore bach roto grinders director of media dan how excited are you about this news coming out this morning oh i mean i can't put it into words to be honest with you joe because i'm sure you grew up in the same era as me 
And there was like no greater time waster as a, as a college student than that game. And, and I've got a kind of funny anecdote around it because what I used to do with EA college football was, you know, I used to enter all the names of the players into this. You got to remember there's like 200 some odd teams that you've got on this. Think how much time I wasted doing this over the year because I wanted it to be realistic. I wanted to have the players names on the Jersey and the worst thing, probably one of the lowest points in my life, and, and I'm not exaggerating, is after I completed this task, I had a friend come over and we were playing, and he said to me, oh, you can buy the actual rosters on eBay on a memory card, and they'll load right in. I spent like three months putting these names on this game, and I could have paid $14.99 for a memory card and had it done for me. That was about the lowest of the low but in terms of the return of it like this is now a moment in time where i'm gonna actually buy my kid a playstation 5 like he's getting a really good birthday present here in march and uh i'm pumped man i'm pumped that is fun now what what, do we know the background on this by the way like i know the name image and likeness thing is coming out that's why they're able to do this well there's still in dispute whether they're actually going to have the names in this game because that has not been settled. But the good news is it looks like it's probably going to be settled sometime in the next year or two. So I think they're getting ahead of it. And even if this first iteration, they have to, uh, you know, go the old school route and not include names. And, uh, you know, let's face it, there, there'll be workarounds like there was, you know, back in, uh, in 1999. Uh, I, I think that, I think just the presence of the game and the fact that, they're even attempting to do this kind of shows the transition that's happening with this name image and likeness. Cause uh, obviously players should be able to be, uh, you know, compensated for it. I, I think the government is talking about getting involved in that and it's already happening on the local level in uh, states like Florida and California. So, you know, it, it's going to happen. It, it may not be this first iteration, but there's definitely going to be, you know, names involved and likenesses involved and, uh, you know, a few people on social media are trying to damper the enthusiasm and, and say, hey, hold on. No, today is a great day. Any, I don't <laughs> care what you say. Today is a great day. Uh, with Dan Bach of Roto-Grinders. Uh, Dan, when we get to the Super Bowl, whether you bet props all year or not, they become the story. The majority of handle with the books on the uh, most bet game of the year is always due to all this, the prop bets here. Do you think that you have a big advantage over the majority of the public uh, since you're studying this year round? You know, I don't think that there's like enormous edge in this one game because uh, the fact of the matter is it, it's what the uh, odds makers, like all their attention is on this. Like they're projecting this with their full attention because all the money is coming in on one singular game. Where I actually think the greatest edge for a DFS player is in terms of like betting these games is going to be the same game parlays where you can put a number of props together. And, you know, this is something that's become really popular in regulated books. I know points bet has it. A lot of other shops have it. And basically what it is, is it allows you to correlate your parlays. So therefore you can take, Patrick Mahomes over passing yards, Tyreek Hill over passing yards, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette under rushing yards, and all those things kind of correlate together. 
And as a DFS player, that's very similar to how we kind of build lineups is you try to quote unquote, tell a story within your lineup. And that's kind of what you have to do with some of these same game parlays. And obviously, you know, the, the odds on these things fluctuate, the more correlated they are. But at the end of the day, like it, it, it sounds crazy that, uh, you know, parlaying like eight props together, it's a tough bet to hit. There's no question about it, but there's been a lot of guys in DFS circles that I've known who've had a ton of success with this in Tennessee and Illinois. And I think it's really has a lot to do with it, it's the same kind of mindset we have when we're building these tournament lineups and we're not worried about um, like what a, what a mean project projection is for a certain player. We're looking to say, okay, if the game goes this route, how do we expect it to play out from a statistical standpoint? You know, if we're, if we want to say that it's going to be a, a Kansas city win by, you know, uh, by 20 points, you know, what can we project that outcome to be? How do they get there? And I think that's a huge advantage that we have. And, uh, and the fact that these, you know, sports books are, are doing these same game parlays. I mean, they're really, you know, growing in popularity. I'm not sure if you guys have tried them, but, uh, you know, whenever I'm in a regulated state, it's one of my favorite things to do. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. So Dan, who are who are some of the some of the guys you like from a, a DFS standpoint in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think DFS is is super interesting because again, we got single game contests, and DraftKings has one for five and a half million dollars total prize pool, one million going to first ten dollar entry. FanDuel has one, <laughs> a three and a half million dollar prize pool, four dollar entry. So you're competing against 950,000 entries on FanDuel, like 650,000 on DraftKings. And I always tell people, and I think it matters even more when you get to this magnitude of entries, is it's all about being unique. If you're only going to build one, two, three lineups, you might as well build a lineup that, A, you know other people aren't going to duplicate, and B, it kind of goes back to telling that story and, and try to find some aspects that are correlated. And for me, you know, if I'm building like three lineups, I'll tell you one thing that I'm doing and I'm crossing my fingers that I get a punt or kick return and I'm playing the team defense and correlating it with the punt or kick returners, because not only does the kick returner, let's say Miko Hardman there for Kansas city, not only does he get points for a touchdown on, on a punt return or kick return, the Kansas city defense does the same. So therefore, you're basically getting a double dip situation. Now, the likelihood of it, yeah, the odds aren't in your favor, but people who are actually going to be really, really low, and you're going to differentiate yourself from the field. So for me, I'm not looking to looking to turn my ten dollars into fifty dollars. I'm looking to turn my ten dollars into a million. And I think the best way to do that is to look for these uh, these outcomes, these these random that can can give you fantasy points that other people aren't projecting. So a guy like Jadon Mickens for the Buccaneers, 
only play special teams, but if he scores a touchdown, uh, he's going to be in the optimal lineup. The winning might be worth it if you're just throwing one or two lineups together in these, you know, lockdown contests. All right, uh, Dan, go and hold there for a quick minute. We'll see if uh, we can get you for a few minute, more minutes in the segment. Eli wanted to reconnect uh, because the connection was uh, breaking up a little bit there. Uh, do you do much DFF, DFS, Ross? Uh, no, except for I, I like it when you get to the playoffs. Yeah. I like it when you get to the playoffs, you know, like and regular fantasy season's over because I play a bunch of – I play a season-long league. I do a bunch of best balls with um, listeners to the Fantasy Feast podcast. So I, I'm in I'm in a lot of stuff during the season. When you get to the playoffs and like the new wild card round and the new divisional round, yes, right. that's when it's kind of cool. That that's when I think I, I hope everybody plays DFS those weeks because that's when it's like, okay, it's four to six games. You can kind of monitor it and watch it, but you can also still be unique. Um, I like that. Yeah, I haven't done – you mentioned best ball. I think that's interesting. For people that don't know what we're talking about is uh, you, you draft your teams before the year, then no touch. You don't have to deal with it. And that's the reason I cut back on so many of my leagues. Uh, we do have Dan Bach here. Let's uh, go back to Dan Bach, at Dan underscore Bach, Roto Grinders, Director of Media here on BetQL Daily. So, Dan, you were going over some different strategies for DFS. What about uh, game props or player props – do you have uh, any favorites, and how many do you think you'll have by the time we kick off on Sunday? Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot uh, for sure. And you know, I think that you know, for your I don't say square better, but your average better just wants a little bit of sweat on the game. You know, just taking a handful of these things is a smart way to go. And I'll tell you one that that just looks too good to be true, and it's it's Patrick Mahomes on the over passing prop here. It's 325, so it's a big number. But the thing that you have to remember is uh, the Buccaneers, the one thing they really do well is stop the run. And the one thing the Chiefs don't do well is run the football. I cannot really see too much of a scenario here where Mahomes doesn't get to this number unless they're winning this game by two or three touchdowns. And I don't think that's a really likely scenario in this one. He's the best quarterback in the league. All their weapons are are on the outside, and uh, it just sets up well for like what the Buccaneers do well. And I think you know this this number is big. Like three twenty five is a is a really big passing prop. And it's funny because I kind of compare it to Mac Jones in the college football championship. His passing prop was like three hundred, and I think it was like seventy yards in that championship or three eighty. And sure enough, he threw for, I think, like 400 that day. So sometimes when these things look big, they're, they're really large for, for the reason. And I think that one, the sharp side, is definitely going to be on the, on the over on Mahomes. And then one other one that I, that I found as well is uh, Ronald Jones. You know, I think Ronald Jones, I think I saw a rushing attempt prop for him at around, uh, at around eight. And uh, I think this is a guy who, you know, Leonard Fournette has been kind of the marquee guy. Uh, in these playoffs, but he really hasn't. He's had a couple of good runs, but Ronald Jones is the better running back. And I think that this is a spot where the the props are leaning more towards this being a Fournette game, and I'm not really sure that it's going to play out that way. I think Ronald right. Jones is the better back here. 